It's lights down, away we go. I think Vettel got the better of the start of the Ferrari, and Valtteri Bottas neck and neck with Lewis Hamilton as well. It is Sebastian Vettel out of the lead from Charles Leclerc. The two Mercedes with Bottas on the inside, going wheel to wheel through the first corner. Leclerc gets a little bit squeezed. Sebastian Vettel leads from Leclerc, from Bottas, and Hamilton. Look how Leclerc is gaining on Vettel, gaining on Vettel, passing Vettel into the lead goes Charles Leclerc. But Can has he, he gone too deep? Has he gone too deep? No! Just gets back onto the racing line ahead of his teammates. There's something strange with the engine. Okay, copy that, we are checking it. There's something strange with the engine. He's lost a lot of pace, has Charles Leclerc. Leclerc is a sitting duck. So Lewis Hamilton, down towards the final corner, takes the lead of the Bahrain Grand Prix. Nico Hülkenberg in the Renault. Now he's gone off into the runoff area, I think at the end of the straight. And I wonder oh, what's Ricardo happened there. Daniel well. Ricciardo's there as well. Both cars on one lap. Lewis Hamilton wins the Bahrain Grand Prix. Valtteri Bottas comes home in second place. Charles Leclerc gets his first podium in Formula One. It should have been his first victory, but it was cruelly taken away from him through no fault of his own. You're listening to the Q3 Podcast. G'day, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Q3 Podcast in 2019. I'm your host, Ben Pascuzzi, and I'm joined by your James Worth. Ooh, you're the host, Ben. You're the co-host, mate. There we go. How well, are you? I am in the box seat. Though, so. <laughs> you are, you are. You're the panel. How are you? Good, thanks. Yourself, mate? I'm all right. I'm good. A bit disappointed um, about, you know, the current uh, situation with uh, Bahrain, but, you know. No what do you mean? It was a great race. No, no, no. Not the race, the economic status. Oh. Yeah. That's a completely other topic. Correct. I was just okay. trying to be... I was just trying to be controversial there. Moving right, on. We don't want right. to start on that point, but of course, <laughs> this is the review of the Bahrain Grand Prix. We do need to put a note out, though, that we were going to preview the show last Monday, but... But someone got lazy. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I... Well, actually, no. Fortunately for me, I won my cricket grand final, and I lost my voice, because we might have celebrated a little bit too hard. On the, so, on the uh, red cordials, yeah? Yeah, on the red yeah. cordials. Red so cordials we went, go down Actually, really no, well. green cordials at Preston. Green so. cordials. I'm the green same. Cordial. I, I feel like lime cordials, like, you know... What turf cricket is it? Like, you know, resemblance, the colour of the pitch. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Anyway, we went hard on the green cordial, so my voice was cooked. Uh, for those that don't know what cooked means, it means gone. Just gonski. Anyway. Um, so <laughs> and what does gonski re- mean? Dead. Dead. Anyway, we are going to be reviewing the Bahrain Grand Prix. Boy, oh boy. was quite the remarkable race. I mean, there was a particular racer who had dominated... Driver. Sorry. Driver. driver. Racer. Racer. Eraser. <laughs> anyway, there was a driver who dominated the entire weekend by the name of Charles Leclerc. Led the race. Um, he started on pole, fell away like early, <sighs> then regained it, got voted driver of the day, got the fastest lap, but somehow finished in third. And of course, we will be describing Who do you reckon? Who do you reckon spoiled the party? Who reckon you said, you know what? No, I'm going to spoil your moment. Not going to happen today, champ. The only one man. It's only, it's only really one ever man. LH. Hmm. The vegan. The vegan. The vegan. The um. The ham to Daniel's avocado. Yes. The uh, Hamilton. Yeah, the ham and avocado. And who's anyway, the, who's the toast in that in that situation? It's gonna be like a trio. It's like he's the ham, Danny's the avocado, but who's the toast? 
the mm. overpriced toast. It's like sourdough. It's gonna be like you know. It's gonna be like supreme. Roman Grosjean. Yeah, don't you? Because they're kind of you know stepping all over him. I don't even know. Anyway, all right. Um, so of course the Bahrain Grand Prix was run and won overnight. James, please go through the top ten finishes. If I have to, uh, Lewis Hamilton came in with the chocolates. Um, in first, and then we had Valtteri Bottas, his teammate, coming through second, overtaking uh, Ferrari's Charles Leclerc in the last two laps of the race, which was a bit unfortunate. Um, and then, of course, Charles Leclerc finished. <laughs> ben showing me a meme here. Can you please show me again? I didn't see it. Bahrain fan. Brisbane fans. After cha- It's not even relevant to Formula One. It's just funny, though. <laughs> All right. Everyone, AFL, Ben is a uh, Brisbane fan, which is up in the north, and they, they, they're they winning, which is a very rare occurrence. Um, not a rare occurrence It is. All. Let's be real, Ben, okay? Sorry, um, where are you guys on the ladder? Yeah, we're last, okay? Mm. So let's not talk about AFL. It's, it's an F1 podcast, all right? Yeah, so why it. did you have to mention it? I just because showed you, it to you. You showed me me. I didn't know what it was. I thought I thought it said Bahrain fans. I don't know why. Um, we had Max Verstappen coming in third, fourth, sorry, uh, just getting tipped to the post by Leclerc from the safety car that we'll talk about later. Then we had Verstappen in... Oh, my God. I can't read. Sebastian Vettel in fifth. Lando Norris with a career-high sixth uh, for the McLaren-Renault. And then we had Kimi Raikkonen in seventh. Pierre Gasly in eighth. Alexander Albon with... A, is that a career-best ninth uh, for the Toro? So then we had Perez in tenth. What do you reckon? About, let's go through. Yeah, I feel like we need to analyse everything because it was a very... Um, mm. Let's go through the race recap. <laughs> All right, so, um, of course, as you heard there from James, it was Lewis Hamilton who was able to come away with the win and, of course, the most points. What is it now? Is it 20, 25 points for a win? Yep, 25, 25 points and for a win. One and now, point for the... One point for the fastest lap. So now, as it stands, the driver's standing sees Valtteri Bottas leading Lewis Hamilton by the solitary point purely because Valtteri Bottas was able to get the fastest lap in Australia along with his win. So he sits in first place with 44 points, Lewis Hamilton on 43. Max Verstappen, consistent again, could have got back-to-back third-place finishes, but of course that safety car prevented him from overtaking Charles Leclerc, which we'll get into just in a moment. So he is currently in third place with 27 points, Charles Leclerc and Ferrari, 26. Seb Vettel rounding at the top five with 22. And the constructors are Mercedes with 87 points. Ferrari, 48 points. But let's get into that first major talking point, and that, of course, is the race of Charles Leclerc. Now, this bloke put in a flawless weekend. He was two tenths, three tenths up on his teammate. He was the king of the weekend. Like, he can't... There's no beating around the no, bush. No, no. He was two tenths, I believe it was, up on his teammate yep. in qualifying, and he got the quickest ever lap time at Bahrain for Q3. So, of course, he started from pole position and arguably started on the dirtier side of the he track. He did. That's, um, if, if you look at the race uh, from the start, mm. they were all pointing to the left-hand side. Yep. Um, so, Seb's car was... On the left-hand side. On the left-hand side. Um, no, 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 no. What am I saying? Vettel's, he- Vettel's car was on the right-hand side, but they were both, but that like you oh, know, no, you know no, when they yeah, go to the yeah. formation lap and they've got to align their cars on the starting grid. They were both positioned towards the left hand side, yeah, obviously because yeah. they want to get the easier run into the hairpin turn on corner one. Um, and obviously, you know, Vettel did get the better start, and uh, Leclerc ended up in third behind Hamilton, uh, which wasn't a great scenario for him. But then he did a bit of overtaking like Charles Leclerc does. Uh, yeah, he got, got back that first position on the sixth lap with a fantastic overtake on Vettel. Then he led the race, 
led the entire race. He had a 10-second lead on lap 45. And then and then uh, Martin Brundle decides to jinx him uh, mm. and say, no, 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 I'm going to jinx you, man. Yeah. And on the 15 lap, he's like, no, this is his race to lose. You know, he's worked so hard. Is, is it going to be the driver of the day? Everyone's going to vote him. And then what happens? He loses power. Yeah, on lap 46, he goes onto the team radio and we see on the broadcast, he's going, what's going on? And you see his car... Um, lap time just progressively gets slower and slower. Within, uh, I think it was a lap, uh, Hamilton jumped him like, what, four, four seconds or something like that. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And Bottas even jumped him seven seconds on a later lap. So Nuts. He got overtaken, of course, a couple of laps later, and then Valtteri Bottas got through, I believe it was three laps prior to the safety car. Um, so that obviously demoted Charles Leclerc to third position. Max Verstappen wasn't far off him. I think it was about four or five seconds off. And, of course, that would have only been one lap. Yep. And then Renault came to haunt Red Bull yet again. They had both their cars, who, first of all, was Nico Hülkenberg, who's running in sixth place. He's running in sixth. consistent. He came from 17th. Yeah, he was running in sixth at the time. And then he loses power. Went straight off the front straight. And then Daniel Ricciardo, the exact same thing, only moments after It was in the Nico corner Hulkenberg, one, quarter two. Yeah. Came to turn um, on turn one, was fine, and then, boom, lost power. So he just went out. And then Ricardo's taken his uh, wheel out, and you can see lights, red lights flashing on his car, yep. indicating for him not to put his wheel back on and just to, to do not... Um, touched the car because it was an electrical fault so he could have got electrocuted and then that prevented uh, the stewards and the race marshals so I should say from actually being able to remove the car and finding it really really hard to remove it because you got the wheel there obviously it's going to be a lot easier Uh, and then of course, it was... the race had to finish behind the safety car. So Christian Horner quite notably uh, put at the end of the race um, that Renault, regardless if they're in Red Bull's car or out of it, they're still causing him issues. And that's what happened. Max Verstappen, unfortunately, got robbed of a third-place finish. But Would you say the greater, it was, he was robbed of it. I mean, he was going to get it. But the yep. greatest robbery, of course, was Charles Leclerc. Get around him. And his power issues um, not getting him his first win. Mm, interesting. Mm. I um, I was I turned off every device last night because I didn't want to wake up at two a.m. Because in Melbourne, the race started at two a.m. Mm. So we all watched the replay um in the morning, and it was just, it was like, oh, it, I just felt so bad for him because he deserved so much better. Mm. It was very disappointing. And then and then he goes on uh, afterwards and puts on Instagram, you know. It, it's it wasn't our day today. Everyone yep. has these days. That's a good and I got to admit, I got to give um, props to uh, Lewis Hamilton because he did, uh, you know, yes. speak to him afterwards, and he did That's speak something. to him in the um, what, what would you call it in call the little the, celebration room? The drivers, uh, yeah, celebration call, room, so to speak. Call it that. Yeah. And he was saying, like, drivers you know, you, you've got a long way to go. You know, you did so well this weekend. You know, if you can do that for the rest of the season, it's going to be hard to catch you. Yeah. And he was like, he was being gracious, even in victory. Yeah. He was. You know, because this, this kid's basically the future of this sport. You know what? I would have liked to have seen Hamilton done that to Danny Rick when he lost in Monaco. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But let's say. Anyway, um, speaking of finishing behind the safety car, that was actually the eighth, the eighth championship Grand Prix to yep. finish behind the safety car. Um, Hamilton, that is his. Uh, that's sorry, I should say that is Mercedes second in a row that they've gone a one-two. Of course, yep. in Australia, they had Bottas-Hamilton this way around. It was Hamilton and Bottas. Um, Vettel 
uh, Sebastian Vettel, the other Ferrari, he finished in fifth. Now, he had a little bit of an interesting race. I mean, of course, he had that race lead very early on, on lap one. And after that, when he got overtook him, overtaken by his teammate, it was pretty much a battle between him and Lewis Hamilton. The Mercedes got the early undercut on them before Seb was able to regain the spot. And then this time around, uh, the Mercedes did the exact same thing. Ferrari came out on fresher tyres, though. Um, Hamilton was then able to overtake him, though, despite um, Vettel having fresher tyres on the 38th lap, yep. which prevented Vettel um, from continuing the race because he... Well, not continuing the race, sorry. Continuing f- to finish in a top three position because he spun out. That was, then, um, then he lost that was his, interesting. Then he lost his front wing a couple of He didn't hit anyone. Later, that, was, that, that was the controversial thing because everyone thought he hit uh, George Russell. He didn't. Because what he did was he kind of veered to the left um, mm. and George Russell was keeping his line. He didn't move anywhere. And... It was a bump or something like that, and he's actually ru- he hasn't just lost it. He's actually run over his own front wing, which I think caused damage to his um uh to the floor of the car, from what I'm hearing. Uh, but yes, yeah, so not a great result for uh, Vettel. But again, you know, tires were an issue. They were it was high degradation all weekend. You know, if you watch the F2 um, Grand Prix earlier, I think it started at like 10 hour time. So it was very much, um, it was very more easy to watch on our part. Uh, and especially Mick Schumacher, his tyre degradation for that race mm-hmm. was ridiculous. Like they were, their soft tyres were getting, um, it was like three laps or four laps life. Like, yeah. you know, and I, I mean, it's this, but it's this course, you know, and then uh, we've got a few more talking points regarding different, uh, you know, situations and different track um what would you call it? Track, uh, I don't know what the word is. All right, let's track, track conditions, that's the track one. Condition. Okay, uh, moving on from, uh, sticking with our race recap, just a couple more points here. Lando Norris, career best sixth Good position. Good on him. And, of course, in just his second race. It's also McLaren's best finish since Fernando Alonso finished in fifth place in Australia at the start of last season. Uh, Pierre Gasly recorded his first points finish for Red Bull with his eighth place finish. And Roman Grosjean forced to retire two races in a row after contact he had with Lance Stroll on the opening lap that obviously damaged his floor and wasn't really able to recover for yep. the remainder of the race. Okay, so that just about wraps up our race recap. We will now take a listen to the top three finishers of the Bahrain Grand Prix and then get straight into our talking points. You should take a lot of pride out of today. I know it wasn't what you wanted, but um, I think everyone can see that today was yours. It's like this, it's part of motorsport. Sometimes it's just not your day and today it was not ours. Uh, We've had... An issue with uh, yeah electrical issue. I could not recover any more energy, and uh, then we were just slow. Uh, so it's a shame today. But as all the team is disappointed, I am also. But on the other hand, they have gave me an amazing car all weekend long, and uh, this is all their credits. Uh, the car was easy to drive. All the race was good until the issue. And as I've said, it happens in a in a race. Uh, but we took the best out of it anyway. First podium. Obviously, I'm not enjoying it as much as I wanted, but uh, it's life. Uh, it happens, and we'll come back stronger. Until that issue, how enjoyable was today? Taking the fight to Seb, taking the fight to everyone, and then leading and, and controlling the field with ease. Yeah, I think we were very strong today overall, uh, so I was very happy with my race. Uh, yeah, nothing much to add. It wasn't looking like it was going to be a great weekend, but a podium at the end uh, has got to fill you guys with some happiness. 
yeah, you know, it's fear. Uh, it's uh, it's weird to have luck like this, and I'm used to only bad luck, so, <laughs> so I take it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's only not only luck as well. It's uh, our car was the most reliable today, uh, so that is down to all the hard work back at the factory. But otherwise, difficult race, honestly. Um, with the windy conditions, very unpredictable. Uh, one lap to another, the cars has felt uh, different, and it was difficult to really trust the car. So uh, I'm sure it was the same for everyone, but uh, I think I ended up making a few more mistakes uh, because of that. Lewis obviously was the only one out of the two of you that had the fresh set of softs. Is that ultimately the difference in the, the, the result today? Well, for sure, it, it makes, a, makes a difference. But, um, yeah, I had a scrub set at some point. Uh, I can't really remember who used which tires, but anyways, yeah, good result. As you said, you've been on the other end of uh, some bad luck. Can you feel for, for Charles today? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, uh, it's tough luck for him. Uh, he, he had a great weekend, strong pace in qualifying. Uh, you know, he, I think he would have deserved to win today, but he's uh, going to come at some point. Thanks, man. Thanks. Lady Luck can be a fickle and sometimes cruel mistress. It seems she was smiling for you today. Uh, I don't know whether she was smiling at me, but obviously was not at uh, Charles today. And, um, you know, he thoroughly deserved the win today. He did an exceptional job all weekend. So, you know, really proud of him. And I know it's a really tough experience to go through what he's going through, but this he will learn. He's already so strong this weekend. He will bounce back. He will grow. This will be another layer to his... Um, his young greatness already and you know I'm looking forward to many battles with him hopefully in the future. You talk about battles you had a great one with Sebastian uh, today how much did you enjoy that? Ah oh, man that's what I that's what I live for dude that's um, honestly that's I, I pray that I have moments like that through my career and if you look at all the races I've done in my life or at least in Formula 1 considering we've done 200 plus whatever races there's probably not been a huge amount of those kind of moments that uh, you're alongside a world, uh, multiple world champion, and it's kind of decisive, win or lose. And, uh, so I, I love it. And naturally, when you come out in front, it feels even better than, than it does if you lose position. But I'm just grateful that we got to have a battle. And of course, Ferrari have two drivers, it seems, capable of winning Grand Prix, capable of fighting for the World Championship. How much do you relish that? But how much work have you got to do to get on terms with them after today? You know, we definitely, uh, obviously the last race was mesmerizing for us, performance-wise. and clearly flattering for us don't know why all of a sudden ferrari picked up masses of pace this weekend but uh, they're always quick here anyways but for whatever reason we had lost performance so it's difficult to say just how big a mountain we have to climb but we do have good things to come but the car was really really hard work this weekend and it did not like this track and so you know for example you know i don't like testing i'm i decided to do the test on tuesday because we had some things come in and i'm like I don't want anyone else to test my car and I want to test these parts and make sure that the decisions that we're taking steer it in the way that I that we need it and you know I'm a team player I want it to be the right way for us team and um, so that's why I chose to do it so you know we work together closely as a, as a unit and I know the guys back at the factory are working flat out. There you heard from Hamilton Bottas and Charles Leclerc of course a very dejected Charles Leclerc but I think he took it like a champ. He did. He certainly took it like a champ. And that's he's, professionalism. And he's going to be our first talking point. Now, of course, he did produce an incredible weekend. Obviously, wasn't rewarded thanks to that awful car failure. How long is it until we are going to see his first win? Next week. 
There's no race next week, buddy. Two weeks, sorry. (laughs) I I thought there was a race. Okay. Well, technically it is next week. Yeah. You don't say it's it's. Well, and did you know that next next week is the thousandth Grand Prix? Yeah. Yeah. Charles Leclerc actually was was the the 99th. 99th. Yeah. There we go. That's a great. How good is that stat? Sky Sports. Thank you. He was the 99th um, individual pole sitter on the 999th Formula One F1 Championship race. Uh, so yeah, I reckon he'll win in China. Uh, I win. I think. I think going by their pace from this weekend, uh, I think they can easily, you know, get um, get some pace in the in their car for China. Solely because I mean, China's one of those circuits where it's very windy, it's very technical, and you know, Charles Leclerc is one of those guys who can definitely perform in these tricky um, tracks. You know, we, as we've seen like Monaco, mm. Baku, Baku had a great performance uh, last year. Uh, and that's another technical circuit. But this is, uh, especially the, in the first corner, it's like this winding snake uh, that you can't really... Like, I don't think you really press the accelerator. I think you just idle through it, and it's it's really slow, weird, S-shaped okay, we get corner. It. You play F1. I Good don't. I've, mate, you know you know my situation with my Formula 1 uh, rig, and it's very unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, it's a... It's certainly a track where he can flourish, um, and if the car's you know got as much pace as it did today. So James reckons next race. Um, I'm going to hold off from my answer because I just want to ask you one more thing yeah. in relation to Ferrari. Uh-huh. This weekend proved that Ferrari are going to sustain, I guess, a uh, going to have a sustained fight with Mercedes for the remainder of the championship. I'm loving it because of their qualifying performance or because of the way they both drivers finish the race they're driving is like that, a team is that a more telling story so what's a more telling story of their weekend was it their qualifying performance or was it race day what race day because qualifying is one thing but then oh, obviously they're always going to qualify top four you know top top six you know if they're not if they're not driving well as uh, so, you know so you expect a good result from them every week but it's uh, I, I think it's teammate factor because if you saw in the race Vettel was kind of holding off Hamilton for the clerk and that's the first time I've ever seen um, that'll be kind of defensive for his teammate. Because when you think about it, he knew that, look, this was Leclerc's race to win. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't want to spoil the party. Yeah. And at, and if you saw, uh, there was, or oh, it must be, I reckon, half an hour after the uh, race finished and they were walking back together, Vettel just stopped and giving him a big hug and was talking to him. Yeah, I remember like, that. He, he, he cares for this bloke because he knows he's the future. Yeah. Of Ferrari, I don't, I don't see him moving. Oh, no. I don't see him moving for a long time, mm. and he know he knows this is the future, and he knows that he needs to get wins early on in his career to build that foundation to get him, you know, to be a top top two, top three driver. Because Vettel certainly, I mean, he's the youngest um, ever race winner and ever and ever pole sitter by like a hundred and fifty days to Leclerc. So he knows what it's like, you know, to be a young to be a young driver in a you know a big man sport. Uh, so was, and in particular, a big team as well. Huge so, team. And he's got a huge weight in his back as well. Yeah. So despite, of course, Mercedes getting a 1-2, this was overall a positive weekend for Ferrari. For me, Ferrari won this weekend. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same mould. Despite what uh, the result at the end of the day says... The result says, doesn't I give mean, credit people, to what the race was. People are going to say straight away, like, oh, Ferrari choked this weekend. They should have had a 1-2. Um, I mean, at the end of the day... It's true to an extent. Yeah. I mean, they did choke. I mean, they should have gotten a 1-2. Leclerc should have won that race. He shouldn't have had the race issues. But looking at from a glass-half-full perspective, I mean, you can just tell that 
this, obviously you're right, this combo and the way Vettel has kind of not really enforced his, I don't know, his aura or his well, presence. Authority. His authority on the, um, on the Ferrari team. But you can just tell that if it wasn't for that issue, Ferrari were fine. They were yeah. going to win that weekend. Um, Vettel had just that silly mistake. Now, with that, it wasn't, I, I'm not even sure it was if it tires. was a snake. It was I, tires. Not, not just that. It was turn four. Yeah. And turn four, they had a strong headwind. Again, this like was the Lewis 20, Hamilton. It was a 25k plus headwind into turn four and turn 10. Yeah, I think, Both I think one that, of the hardest yeah. corners. Exactly. In, in so the track. if you fling it into there and you just get one little thing wrong, if you've got degrading tyres, yep. you're cooked. So, And again, like the degradation was ridiculous. You know, we had sand on the track, the wind was yeah. absolutely hurling. And you saw, I, I noticed so many drivers into turn 10, which is on the back straight, which is another DRS zone. Mm. So many of them were just lollying it through and tiptoeing it through because they didn't want to stuff it up. Because yeah. if you run wide there, it's going to be so hard to make it back solely because it's a straight and it's a DRS zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so risky. And again, turn four, another risky one. Yep. And we saw Hamilton, he was saying, I just flinged it in. And he, didn't, he said he didn't think twice the whole race about if he would stuff it up because he, he, was, he was that confident that he would do good. Yeah, so we both have Ferrari improving, of course. For, again, for Ferrari the won season. the Ferrari won the weekend for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, does Mercedes have anything to worry about despite getting lucky with that one-two finish? Because whole weekend they were well off in pace to the Ferraris, and even on race day, yeah, Ferraris seemed to have the better strategy. Even though Hamilton did undercut Vettel, as we did say, that but was smart. That they, was very smart. Ferrari were, as we said. Both the winners. So, do Mercedes have anything to worry about? Absolutely, they do. I mean, you know, you've we've got a better Ferrari car this year. We don't have one that's, uh, you know, lacking performance, lacking pace, uh, as we did last season. You know, we saw uh, Hamilton last season stretch gaps between Vettel to 25, 30 second plus. You know, like ridiculous margins. We've got new regulations this year, which makes the cars more competitive, easier to overtake, easier to catch up on. Um, and I think... You know, from what we've seen in Melbourne and from what we've seen in Bahrain, we've certainly got a um, a big contest. And I mean, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the last couple races of the season because I don't think it'll be a a one where you know Hamilton will win it in like Suzuka or New Mexico. You know, like mm-hmm. he won't New Mexico City. Like he won't be that easily beat, beaten. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Vettel and Leclerc will give Bottas. Bottas is one of those underdogs that I'm, I'm, I want to get onto in our next couple episodes because to watch him race and to watch him consistently do well and no one notice, he could easily win the championship. Yep. If he just keeps getting these seconds, Hamilton gets a DNF here and there from whatever, mm-hmm. like, a, like a lap car or something like that. He gets a DNF. Bottas can just slide through and yep. no one will notice him until the last couple of races and like, oh man, he's actually going to might win this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who knows? And it's course, an open field. Yeah, and of course he is currently leading the drivers' by one point, correct? Because yeah, he had that fastest lap. All right. Get around that fastest lap extra point. It's I'm grouse. loving this. It is grouse. Anyway, um, I agree with you on that point as well. Mercedes do have something to worry about. Daniel Ricciardo now. Of course, it wouldn't be a Q3 <laughs> podcast if there wasn't a Daniel Ricciardo topic. We love Daniel Ricciardo. We do. We're not going to hide it. Anyway, um, he's yet to complete a race for Renault this season. Has he made the wrong decision? This is one of those things that I don't want to comment on because... Just comment. Who cares? Uh, yes, it kind of was, I think. But again, he didn't move for now. He moved for 2021. Yeah. 
and uh, he's uh, just yeah. got to stick it out because, yeah. man, I'm, I'm going to be honest, this season's going to suck for him. Oh, yeah. Like, it's going to suck major for him. Like, To, quote, to uh, quote Daniel Ricciardo, it's going to suck major, major nutsack. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. That is quote Daniel Ricciardo. So we are keeping that. Yeah, we are keeping it PG. You know, um, we'll, we'll insert it here. This is this is Daniel Ricciardo saying it. Once I heard I got pole, I was... I got I to gotta relax a little. I'm tripping major nutsack right now. Yeah. All right, there you go. There you go. There's the <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, yeah, now it looks like he has made the wrong decision. Decision, but I think he's just got to keep faith. You, honestly, we you can't because tell. Honest, you can't. We, we, you, you, the only way you're going to make an assumption is in two years. But but when now you think he's about definitely it, made it wrong. But I think for the future, it's definitely right. When you think about it, in two years' time, Renault's going to be absolutely fanging it. They're going to be one of those. Top Stop saying fanging it. Fanging it is like, oh mate, it's just fanging it. If you don't know what it means, it's just like you're absolutely flying. Nothing can stop you. Okay, you know, what? from now on, I'm putting a rule here. You are not to say fang it anymore. You are saying what else? send it. Send it. Just send it. Send it. Just okay. send it. He's gonna. Okay. Renos are gonna send it. Yeah, Renos are just absolutely. Two they're gonna be sending it. So they, they're, they're, they're gonna, gonna be licking the stamp. They're gonna be licking the stamps, and they're just gonna send it. So send send it straight through Australia Post. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Express. Anyway, anyway with Renault, can they recover and be the best of the rest by season's end? No. Again, like I said last week, Haas is gonna win the battle of the mid pack. All right. So and I'm being dead confident. And I don't care if Grosjean didn't get a good result. He's one of those drivers who's going to be inconsistently good. Let me just go through these championship standings for you, James. So the best Please of the rest at the moment me, is Alfa Romeo Racing Ferrari. They are in fourth position with 10 points. Yep. McLaren Renault in fifth with eight points. Haas Ferrari, same, eight points, but they're in sixth. Renault in seventh with six points. Then uh, Toro Rosso with three points in eighth. Racing Point, ninth with three points. Williams, of course, yet to score. I say Renault will recover. Um, whether or not they are the best of the rest will obviously tell, but I think they will be. I think over okay. the course of the season they'll prove to be. Haas, for me, have been very disappointing. I mean, in this race, of course, Roman Grosjean had his issues, but Kevin Magnussen, he got up to about 6th or 7th at one stage. He fell all the way to 13th. Due to a la- uh, pit stop. 13th. Which, yeah. So, I mean, look, regardless of the pit stop issues or whatever... He no, still no, no. finished 13th. Look, the, the, this race, I noted so many drivers attempted a one-stop strategy. Daniel Ricciardo. And we saw Ricciardo do it, and he stuffed up royally. Yeah. Because he had he was leading Verstappen at one stage, and then his tyres just degraded and degraded and degraded, and then eventually he just he, he, he couldn't drive properly. The thing is, though, Daniel Ricciardo was 10th. And yeah. He was, still, he was still ahead of Magnussen. Yeah. So your point that Haas is better than Renault, I'm not sure, James. Well, all right. Who who do you reckon? Apo- all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this to you. Renault. If if Renault or Haas weren't in the picture, right, and they were slow cars or yeah. they weren't good, yeah. who else would stand out for you? McLaren. In in my opinion, it'd be McLaren. Oh, for me, it's a toss up between McLaren and Alfa Romeo. It's hard because Sainz Lan- has retired. Lando Norris. If Sainz gets his, it's, if 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 Sainz had finished the last two races, McLaren would be the best of the rest. Yeah. So <clears throat> you're probably going to say McLaren. Look, yeah. But they've got cars to show it. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right, let's go, McLaren. Finally, Grosjean. Mate. Our man. Our man. Old mate. What's going to happen? Does he keep his seat? Old mate Grosjean. Um, we saw Gunther in the... Um, <laughs> Gunther Steiner, whatever his last name is, um, in the doco, just can, can absolutely we, can, laying into Grosjean. Can, can, we say the, can, can we say the quotes that he said in the, in the doco? No, we can't say that. We'll, oh, we'll keep Daniel man. Ricciardo's quote in. But I love him. Mate, uh, Gunther just made that... Um, Netflix series way better. Netflix, yeah. please sponsor us. 
Anyway, um, so what do, you, what, do you, what do we make about Grosjean? I know it's too early. Too early. It's too early. He's got. It's hard, he, that, uh, if it, if this continues happening, just say it and, and, and it's by him. He doesn't. If it's, the if it's by him, it's but like look. If like, it's say, Carl, say, okay, say okay. it comes in the season. Okay, and he isn't in. Oh, where should he finish? Let's say he's not in the top ten. Okay, you'd think he'd finish in the top ten with the, yeah. the driver standings here. If he's not in the top ten and Haas can't or Haas can't be the best team of the rest, does he get the flick? Because they did well. Uh, I, I feel he was lucky to hold on to his seat for this okay. year. Does he hold on to his seat? All right, I'm going to put it here. Go. If you, you've, you've got to weigh up everything. You've got to weigh up how many DNFs he had, how, how many were his... Regardless of the DNFs, yeah, I, know, I know what you're saying. If they were his fault, right? And if they weren't his fault. If 90% of them weren't his fault and it was just the car being crap... Well, I'll put it, to, I'll put it this way. Okay. Stoffel Van Dorn. Yeah, no, get out of here, mate. Not happening. Yeah, but See you he, later. But he... The amount of DNFs he had, I'll tell you right now, they were more than what Grosjean did. But he just he, but, he, he wasn't, wasn't just a good him. driver. It wasn't just Gros- uh, we don't, we don't, we don't know. Stoffel he had a crap car. He had a terrible <laughs> car, and his car was impossible to drive. Yep. And he got the flick. So I think if that's the, do you reckon he Gro- just got Grosjean's, badly? Um, do you reckon he just got unlucky? I think they just the 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 prospect of having a young British driver yeah. in Lando Norris and then, of course, replacing another, a Spaniard with another Spaniard. Um, and Carlos Sainz, obviously, is a, an established racer. That proved too much for them to I just had a, keep um, Stoffel Van Dorn. But I feel very sorry for him, Stoffel, because we, we actually never got to see his true potential. That car was terrible, that McLaren. He could not drive it. And then the failures and the failures followed. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, regardless of the DNFs or whatever that Haas have, with Grosjean, and I, I doubt it's going to be very many after this one, because knowing Grosjean, he'll find a way just to stuff up his race. I think he's gone. I, I, I had that. an epiphany what? while you were saying that about um, McLaren. Yep. Uh, Mick Schumacher. Mm-hmm. All right. If he does really well this season, and he proves that he's going to be good, which I'm pretty sure he will, uh, he'll replace Grosjean. I've just had there a massive go. epiphany. Bang. Because you when you, you think the about it, on the head. when you think about he's it, he's a Ferrari junior driver. And, he's, and it's a Ferrari, Ferrari correct? But even though Alfa Romeo is probably the more junior team. But, but it's not really, though, because Haas are using a Ferrari engine. I, and so anyway, it, that's good. I just think Mick Schumacher, if he's going to take over and if Grosjean doesn't do well, he will take it. There you go. So James, think, James agrees with me that Roman Grosjean I think from gone. now on, Haas are going to have very high expectations for Grosjean because it's like, you not know... Not just Grosjean, Magnussen as well. Both of them. Both drivers, yep. after the season that they had last season... They are both on edge. Okay, fair All right. We are going to I like, finish... I like we agree. Good. It's, it's good. It's good to finish on an agreeing. Anyway, we are going to finish off with James going through some comments from the F1 official fan group. All righty, going on. So, the F1 official fan group, if you haven't joined it... Well, um, it's actually not even called the F1 official fan group. It's, it's called, called Formula f- One official fan group. Exactly. There we go. Also, get on to the official Daniel Ricciardo fan page. Please. What's it called? Official Daniel, Daniel Ricciardo, Ricciardo official fan, fan group. group. Yeah. And did you know that in Melbourne, they were having meetups every were, uh, every morning at 10 a.m. at the Rolex clock? Didn't see you there, mate. Uh, were you there? Yep. Did you get a little meetup? Yep. Did you actually? Yep. My God. No, no you I didn't. didn't. I was there the same... Th- wow. I was okay. there getting my photo ruined with Daniel Ricciardo by yeah. you. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Okay. So, uh, the... Conversation between uh, Hamilton and Leclerc. Should we uh, include this at all? What do you mean? In like an audio cut or something like that? Yep, here it is. Okay, here it is. 
you to have a great this weekend. Yeah. You really do a fantastic Good. Yeah. It's all important. And then there's a long, long future ahead of you, so. Also, yeah. I know it sucks in this moment, but you've got a long, long way to go, so thank you so much. Uh, yeah, so it was included in the uh, F1 group. Are, and people... are, they, are they liking it? Or what yeah, are, what everyone's loving it. So there's... Uh, a lot of love for Hamilton. Likewise, there's 16... No, there's 66 likes, 18 love hearts, and two angry reacts. Oh, my God. We don't need to know that. Um, uh, someone said, uh, Leclerc will be multiple world champion star in the making. Um, someone else said, it's the first time I've liked anything that Lewis Hamilton has said. Which yeah, is very... that's, that's what I find. Like, I was having a brief gaze on Facebook for another, uh, for, for like looking through the F1 official, official fan group, and yep. it, it seemed like that. It's like people were like, hey, Lewis yeah. Hamilton is actually nice. Yeah. All of a sudden, so. um, and then someone else good. said, uh, people are hating uh, Hamilton so much. I'm a Max fan, but all respect to Hamilton for the whole weekend. Uh, he was humble after qualifying and now, again, showed his class. Uh, we can certainly you know, hear that in his voice. Um, well, mm. what else? Oh, there's this. It's kind of turned into a meme of Kimmy's uh, wife and his kids celebrating after his dad got into Q3, which is kind of ironic because last year he was making it with his eyes closed. Um, and there was only one comment, which is kind of annoying. It just said two out of two, mm. which is kind of good though because Alfa Romeo has been, you know, he's been in the top two. No, he's been uh, in Q3 two times in a yeah. row. Well, of course, Charles Leclerc basically did that last season, so essentially a straight swap. Any, any other topics there, Jimmy? Not really. People have been relatively quiet. People were... I think, um, you, I think you need to find some comments, mate. Do, your, do your proper job. <laughs> so there's... Uh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. You're a uh, <laughs> so the, and, uh, people... There's this guy uh, who's an admin of this group and he always posts and he does great posts and he was... Um, he, he wrote this Those kind initials of... initials PM? No, MM. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. After a basketball or something, Miami Heat, actually. Uh, so he wrote this massive spiel about um, uh, Leclerc and him being the future of, you know, Ferrari and saying the record books and all history will not display just how deserving a winner Charles Leclerc was at the Bahrain Grand Prix. Uh, and it is a similar travesty that the memory will also fade um, of the Mosengasquet, I think, mastery in the desert. Or I don't know how to pronounce that. Even Lewis Hamilton seemed unable to celebrate his 74th race win um, of his career, having apologised to Leclerc as he cruised past the stricken Ferrari yeah. with nine laps. Did you notice that? Yeah. When he went past, did he put his hand up? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I'm sorry. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think the commentators picked that up. This but is, I saw it. This is the like... one race where I think everyone's just felt bad for him. Because when you look at... Um, they, they had like a camera on Leclerc in his warm-down lap, and... All the drivers were putting their hands out their cars, and he was like saying, "Like thanks, thanks." We, we we saw the two Red Bulls go past him, and he put his hand up to both of them. We saw Kimi go past him. We saw Ricardo uh, obviously didn't go past him, but he thanked him and congratulated him after the race. From what I'm hearing on the group, um, <clears throat> that was a bad voice crack. And I think we'll finish on that yeah. voice crack. That's just terrible voice man. crack. Anyway, um, so it sounds like. From around the F1 community, it is... Everyone's just pretty devastated, I think. Yeah, it's a lot of consoling for Charles Leclerc, a lot of, I guess, gratitude and thanks for the way Lewis Hamilton has handled his victory. Um, unlike in previous seasons, he might have acted over the top. But other than that, quite the eventful bar and Grand Prix. One thing we didn't mention, of course, but we will talk about in our 
next edition of the Q3 podcast is how the new regulations affected the way the Bahrain Grand Prix was run and done and how many overtakes we were able to see and why it was so exciting. So, of course, we will touch into and delve into all of that next week. Please. Because we want content. We need that content for next Hashtag week. Hashtag content. Hashtag content. Anyway, Hashtag content. that is it for episode two of the Q3 podcast for 2019. James, it has been a pleasure. As always, please like us. Please Please like us as people. Please like our page. Uh, please, you know, share our podcast around the uh, community because, you know, we do want this to be this the supreme uh, Formula One podcast in mm-hmm. Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, thanks for joining us. And will we be back for a Pit Stop podcast next weekend? Yeah. I haven't been saying that for the last minute at all, James. Pit Stop. We will, we will be back next week. And until next Monday, we'll catch you at the front of the grid. Yeah!